NFL, college football, fantasy football, and professional wrestling. This is Spinebuster Sports. Football show. It's Tuesday afternoonish. We had some tech, technical difficulties last night in the recording studio and had to push it off till Tuesday afternoon recording. But I am your main man, Pound Cake. I'm here to guide you through week two of the NFL season. Hopefully, everybody had a great weekend. There was some great college football games on and spectacular NFL games. Uh, all day Sunday and uh, pretty decent ones Monday night even too. We saw some questions that we had after week one get answered. Some teams uh, right their ship. We saw a handful of teams uh, continue to stay undefeated. And we have bigger questions on some teams that we thought we knew what they were coming into this season. And turns out we have uh, more questions now than we ever had before about those teams. But all in all, it was a great uh, NFL weekend, as always. I love this time of year, getting back into the swing of things with uh, football every Sunday and, you know, having Red Zone on and, just enjoying fantasy football and NFL and everything that comes along with it. But we're going to dive right in to this week's NFL action with the teams that did something that were doing things right this week. Uh, we're going to open it up with the Dolphins and the Ravens. Uh, Devin Duvernay took the opening kickoff 103 yards to the house to jump the Ravens out to a 7-0 lead. The Dolphins answered in the second quarter on a six-yard Tua pass to Jalen Waddle for a touchdown. Ten seconds later, Rashad Bateman got open and took a Lamar Jackson pass 75 yards to take a 14-7 lead. The Ravens add a Mark Andrews one-yard touchdown catch and a Demarcus Robinson 12-yard touchdown catch to go into the half up 28-7. Dolphins strike first in the second half with a Mike Gusecki 14-yard touchdown catch from Tua for a touch. Or, but the Ravens would sue to answer back when Lamar Jackson shows why he should be paid the big money, scampering on a 79-yard touchdown run to take the game in the fourth quarter and the Ravens with a 35-14 lead. The Falcons allowed a 16-point comeback to the Saints in week one, and the Ravens turn and say, hold my beer. Dolphins scored three touchdowns in the seven-minute span, two touchdown catches from Tyreek Hill, and one from River Craycroft, Craycraft to tie the game. After a 51-yard Justin Tucker field goal to give the Ravens the lead, Tua led the Dolphins down, capped it off with a six-yard touchdown pass to Waddle, and the Dolphins take this game in crazy fashion, coming uh, back 21 points down in the fourth quarter. Tua leads him to the victory. He goes 36 for 50 for 469 yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Waddle also had 11 receptions to the tune of 171 yards and two touchdowns. 
Yeah, on the other side for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 21 for 29, 318 yards, three touchdowns, and also adds 119 yards on the ground, including that 79-yard uh, rush, rushing touchdown. Uh, Rashad Bateman had four receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. Andrews, nine receptions for 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, both these teams looked very very good in this game both offenses looked high powered uh you know Duvernay can take a kickoff to the house at any point in time as he showed Bateman is explosive uh we all know what Lamar Jackson can do make uh, looking like a MVP once again this year um and on the Dolphins side of the ball Dolphins start 2-0 they're uh going blow for blow with Buffalo right now and uh you can't this just shows you can never count the dolphins out uh Tua looked pretty good in this game uh you know 469 yards is nothing to uh scoff at especially against a very good ravens defense and uh their defense held up when they needed them to you know other than getting hit on uh some big plays uh Dolphins defense still looks pretty okay. So uh, we'll see as we, as they keep rolling, um, we'll be rolling into week three with a big Bills Dolphins matchup in the one o'clock window on CBS on Sunday. Be a very, very, a lot of eyes on that game. Very interesting game as we see our, our resident guy on a Buffalo, Josh Allen, take on the new look uh, Miami Dolphins. And so far, like I said, the Dolphins are nothing but impressive. Uh, moving on to some other teams that have been doing everything right. Like we said, Buffalo continues to show why they are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they rolled against the Titans on Monday night. Uh, Josh Allen connected with Stephen Diggs for three of his four touchdown passes, and the Bills' defense held the Titans to less than 200 yards of offense. As our Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills rolled to the 41-7 victory Monday night. Every time I see the Bills play, they just look better and better. This defense has been suffocating teams that we thought were really good. Now, I think the Titans have taken a step back this year, but against the Rams, this defense was smothering. They do it once again Monday night. Uh, they get a defensive touchdown late in the game to put this over the top. And right now, I don't know if there's anybody else better in the NFL than Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, they're going to be going up against Tua and the Dolphins down in Miami this week. Uh, has all the makings to be in a barn burner, but you who knows with the way this Buffalo defense has been playing anything Buffalo could completely uh, destroy the Dolphins this week. Uh, back to the NFC though, uh, the defenses sh showed up in New Orleans as uh, Mike Edwards 68 yard interception return for a touchdown led the Buccaneers to uh, win against the Saints 20 to 10. Tom Brady shows showed his advanced age going 18 for 34 for 190 yards and one touchdown. But Jameis Winston showed off even worse vision than a blind man in a dark room going 25 for 40, 236 yards, one touchdown and three interceptions. Yeah, this game, uh, 
lots and lots of uh, defense in the first half. Tom Brady really has not been himself these first couple weeks of the season. It's been uh, kind of weird to see him not really like struggling, still taking care of the ball, but like not be as prolific as we've seen him years before. And it could spell trouble for this Tampa Bay team. Uh, only time will tell as we get deeper and deeper into the season. But shaking off some of the rust, it seems like the old man is at the beginning. Uh, other notes from this game, uh, Mike Evans was suspended a game by the NFL for his role in an on-field fight against Saints' Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Lattimore was drawn at Tom Brady, and Evans came out of nowhere and just uh, took him out, knocked him to the ground. And, yeah, so Evan's got a game suspension. I'm sure he'll try to appeal it. Uh, If it is this week, it'll be against the Packers Sunday, 430 on Fox. Uh, Green Bay travels to Tampa Bay. That uh, could make for a very interesting game, especially with how Tampa Bay's defense, especially their past defense, has been playing so great this year in Green Bay's uh, lack of passing offense to start out this season. Uh, in the other Monday night game, Jalen Hurts uh, continued to impress as he led the Eagles to a 24-7 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Hurts went 26 for 31, 333 yards and a touchdown and a pick, as well as 57 yards rushing and two more touchdowns with his legs. Philadelphia rushed for over 163 yards, and Darius Slay and their defense bottled up Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson in the win. Uh, very impressive win by the Eagles. You know, Minnesota is one of those teams a lot of people pick to be up and coming. And uh, this Eagles defense really shut down Delvin Cook, who hasn't looked great the first couple weeks of the season and kind of bottled up Justin Jefferson. I think Jefferson was only had about 86 yards uh, receiving. Looked very impressive. The Eagles continue to have a great game plan. They rush uh, the hell out of the ball. They have good wide receivers when they need uh, to complete some passes. And Jalen Hurts continues to show why he is just a born winner and continues to win on uh, every level that he plays college level. He went everywhere and won. It seems in the NFL, he just continues to win. Uh, He's another guy we could be talking about here at the beginning of the year for MVP, the way uh, they've looked the first couple weeks of the season. But like I said, it's still very early on in the season. Uh, The East is looking uh, rough in spots. But um, the Philadelphia Eagles aren't the only team in the NFC East to start undefeated. The Giants also start 2-0 for the first time in six years as they edged out the Panthers 19-16. Graham Gano kicked four field goals against his former team, including ones from 51 yards and the eventual game winner from 56 yards. Daniel Jones goes for 176 yards and a touchdown. Saquon added 72 yards on the ground in a very good defensive game. Baker Mayfield struggled, completing only 14 passes for 145 yards and a touchdown to DJ Moore, and Christian McCaffrey added 128 yards of total offense. So the Eagle or the Giants stay undefeated, going 2-0, uh, getting just barely edging out teams these first two weeks of the season. Uh, so those are 
our undefeated teams, including uh, when you add in also the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to do a little game I like to call contenders and pretenders. We're going to go through all the teams that are 2-0 and in the NFL, uh, decide if they're an actual contender and have a chance at uh, the championship or a pretender, and we need to see a little bit more out of them. First team we're going to start with are the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins as contenders. Uh, the defense needs to tighten up a bit in some situations, but if the offense can stay as high-powered as it's been, they can definitely give Buffalo a run for their money. The, it'll be uh, fun to watch this uh, Sunday as the Dolphins and the Bills face off against each other to see if that Dolphins offense can continue to produce against this very good Buffalo defense. Uh, Tampa Bay... I have them as a pretender right now. The defense has been playing great, but at some point Tom Brady's going to be need to be able to show the Tom Brady of old uh, to get this team over the hump and win some games. Until that happens, I still have them as pretender because we have some other teams in the NFC that are – uh, showing some great things right now. Next are uh, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is definitely a contender. The offense continues to roll, run on all cylinders. Josh Allen every week continues to solidify himself as the lead MVP candidate. Candidate. This defense has been smothering really good teams. It's forcing turnovers. It's all a, a recipe for a Super Bowl run. If there was one thing with Buffalo that concerns me, it's their running or their lack of running game. Seems like uh, Monday against the Titans wasn't the case, but uh, week one, Josh Allen led the team in rushing. If that continues to be uh, – what happens that could spell some trouble going into December and January when you really need a running game to take uh, time off the clock and put teams away. Uh, the Giants, I have as pretenders. The defense has played pretty solid in crucial situations, but I need to see better quarterback play from Daniel Jones before we can – uh, label them a contender in the NFC, let alone in the NFL. Uh, Daniel Jones has been doing just enough to get by, kind of like what Tom Brady has been doing in uh, Tampa. And But the difference is we haven't seen any greatness yet from Daniel Jones. So until we start seeing a little bit more consistent quarterback play, the Giants are pretenders. And then uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs I have as... Uh, definite contenders. Uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes keeps playing at this top level that he's been playing at so far uh, this year and showing once again why he's probably the best quarterback in the game right now, the Chiefs will always be contenders. This defense has been keeping them in games, making big plays when they need them the most. And like I said with Buffalo, that uh, if, a D, if you can get those big plays to get you wins and get you over the top, that – uh, that's going to lead to better things down the road. And then uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia right now I have as contenders as well. Their defense has been looking great these first two weeks of the season. Uh, offense, they continue con to control the ball on the ground, uh, getting wins that way. is uh, That's something that once you get late in the season, they like I said, you lean on a – rushing a running game and can continue to just uh, take that clock down and control the control the tempo of the game that gets you victories in December and January and that's something that this Philadelphia team can definitely do all right uh that is it 
for the undefeated teams in the NFL as of week two. We're down to six, I believe is what I said. Yeah, six. Uh, right now we're going to go into our SkyMint Premium Cannabis promo. Uh, SkyMint is the official sponsor of Feast Football. And go to SkyMint Premium Cannabis Supported. Mention that you listen to the Feast and receive 10% off your order. Offers not stackable with the other great disc, uh, deals at SkyMint Premium Cannabis and Portage. You must be 21 years or older to redeem and offer is only available in at the Portage SkyMint Premium Cannabis. We'll be right back. This is Feast Football, the week two wrap up. And my name's Pound Cake. And we'll be right back after this message. Skyman Premium Cannabis. When your day's got you down and you feel like nada, go to Skyman Premium Cannabis and get a big bag of ganja. We're brought to you by Skyman Premium Cannabis of Portage, Michigan. If life has you down and you feel like you're in last, go to Skyman Premium Cannabis. They'll get you higher than a pterodactyl's ass. <laughs> Skyman <laughs> Premium Cannabis of Portage. <laughs> That's right. SkyMint Premium Cannabis of Portage is the official sponsor and supplier of The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. Whether you're looking for some chocolate parfait number five, some Bing Bing OG, some Fatso, or some Slurricane, you can find it at SkyMint Premium Cannabis of Portage. When life has you down and you don't want to front, go to SkyMint Premium Cannabis. Pick yourself up a blunt. <laughs> Skyman Premium Cannabis. Portage, Portage, Michigan. Clearly, the guys love Skyman, and you can too. Whether it's pre-rolls, flour, gummies, wax, or anything in between, go to Skyman Portage and mention that you listen to The Feast to receive 10% off your order. Offer cannot be stackable with other discounts. Offer only available to those 21 years or older can offer only available at SkyMint Premium Cannabis of Portage, Michigan. And make sure to tell them that you were sent by The Feast by Spinebuster Sports. And we're back. This is Feast Football, the weekly wrap-up. We're wrapping up NFL Week 2 this week on the Feast. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hopefully you're enjoying your day, uh, your work day, whatever you're doing today. Enjoy it. Go spinebuster your life, as we like to say here at Spinebuster Sports. And go uh, grab some great uh, things over at SkyMint Premium Cannabis of Portage and uh, show your love for the people that show love to the show every single week. Uh, before we get into some teams writing the ship this week in the NFL, wanted to take a quick shout out to the Detroit Lions getting a win. Dan Campbell and the Lions got a huge victory over the Washington Commanders, 36 to 27. Goff threw for 256 yards and four touchdowns. Two of those going to the new Lion King, Amon Ra St. Brown. 
and he had nine receptions for 116 yards. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive rookie, had three sacks. Will Harris had an interception. This Lions team looked really good in the victory. You know, the defense got a little shaky late, uh, giving up some points to Washington and almost letting Washington get back in this game, but they took care of the ball. They didn't uh, turn the ball over a ton, ran the ball really well. Swift looks like one of the best running backs in the league right now. And uh, the top thing, they didn't commit penalties. They didn't get in their own way. So things are looking good for this Lions team. This Lions team will take on a Vikings team fresh off that loss to Philly. Uh, They'll be going to Minnesota. That'll be a 1 o'clock game on this Sunday. So we'll see uh, as the Lions start their NFC North schedule, how they fare in division play going forward. But right now we're going to get to some teams that righted the ship this week. The Cardinals defeated the Raiders 29-23 to in overtime. This was another game like that Dolphins uh Ravens game this week that was just a wild one. The Raiders took a early 7-0 lead after Derek Carr to Devontae Adams' one-yard touchdown pass. Then in the second quarter, Carr finds Waller from three yards out to take a 17-0 lead, and the Raiders find a, uh, at a field goal before going in the break up 20 to nothing on the Cardinals. Baby Yoda and the rest of the Cardinals had something to say about that as Greg Dorch took a five-yard pass from Kyler Murray for a touchdown, and Carlson adds a field goal for the Raiders to go into the fourth quarter with the Raiders leading 23-7. Cardinals defense smothered the Raiders in the fourth, and Darrell Williams had a one-yard touchdown run for the Cardinals, and Kyler Murray scrambled ridiculously on his way his way around the field to score the two-point conversion to make it a one-score game. Uh, 23 to 15. Then with time expiring, Kyler ran for a three yard touchdown and AJ green snagged the two point conversion to force overtime. Our Cardinals drive stalled out on fourth down and the Raiders look to get into field goal position, but Hunter Renfro fumbles and Byron Murphy returned the ball 59 yards for the winning touchdown. Uh, that's it. Cardinals beat the Raiders 29-23 in overtime. Kyler Murray had 277 yards and a touchdown. He also had 28 yards rushing for another touchdown. Had the ridiculous two-point conversion uh, to get this team within one score. Devontae Adams, two receptions for 12 yards and a touchdown. Kind of the opposite of what he did week one when he was seeing the ball a ton. Uh, so for the Cardinals, they... You know, wake up in the second half, defense uh, tightens up a little bit, takes, uh, shuts down the Raiders in certain situations, and lets Kyler do his thing. I feel like this team's always been a little more dangerous when they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and going as they go. And it showed in this one as they come back to get the victory. Uh, other teams that righted the ship, the Rams barely hung on to beat the Falcons 31-27 to in a game where they were the only ones that could beat themselves. Stafford had 272 yards, three touchdowns, but also two picks, and a late Cooper Cup fumble gave Atlanta hope. hope. But rookie Drake London and the rest of the Falcons couldn't do enough to end to win this one as Jalen Ramsey got a pick to seal the game. Rams win 31-27. to uh, This defense is looking sketchy at points at a defense that carried them all the way to the Super Bowl last year. Aaron Donald looked great. The entire defense looked great. They added Bobby Wagner. You thought uh, that would just 
do nothing but better this defense, but they've struggled these first two weeks of the season uh, mightily, you know, um, and the offense this week looked good enough to win. Cooper Cup looks amazing still, had two touchdowns this week. But uh, one, when they get into division play, it's going to be something else for the Rams. They play the, they're play they in Arizona next week. That could be their first major test for both these teams being one and one, uh, starting off a little slow. Uh, we'll check in this Friday on Feast Football Friday, looking into week three about uh, our predictions for that Rams-Cardinals game. Uh, the Broncos got a victory, defeating the Texans 16-9. Uh, late Russell Wilson passing touchdown in this field goal fest was the difference maker as Denver's defense smothers the Texans to a 16-9 win. Wilson just 14 for 31, 219 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Sutton, seven receptions for 122 yards. Russell Wilson is not looking spectacular starting out his Broncos career. Uh, they paid him a lot of money, and he has, I don't know if it's just uh, starting out pains, getting on the same page with these wide receivers, but Denver's defense has uh, bailed them out in this game with the Texans, and hopefully they can get everything fixed before they ended up end up playing their divisional games in a very tough AFC West. And they will be taking on the San Francisco 49ers Sunday night on NBC. So hopefully the Russell Wilson and the rest of that Denver offense can wake up a little bit and figure out what's going on so they can uh, get going against San Francisco Sunday. That leads us into talking about San Francisco. They beat the Seahawks 27-7 as Jimmy G came in in relief and throws for 154 and a touchdown. Uh, San Francisco's running game with 189 yards and their defense only allowing the Seahawks to a little over a 200 yards total offense catapult them to victory. The big news coming out of this game, uh, Trey Lance injures himself in the first half, ends up with a broken ankle. He's out for the remainder of the season, had successful surgery on Monday. Uh, but I think Jimmy G needs to be the next guy in the state farm commercials because he is the ultimate insurance policy for Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. They made a great move restructuring his deal and making him the backup. He's led them to the NFC championship game two of the last three seasons. Uh, if he can continue what he's done the last couple of years and just not make a ton of mistakes and protect the ball. There's no reason San, San Francisco can't continue to uh, do what they've done and win games out there in the NFC West. And then one last team right in the ship before we get into our fantasy t- studs of the week, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They defeated the Bears 27-10. to 10. Uh, The other Aaron, Aaron Jones, went for 132 yards on the ground with one touchdown and 38 more through the air with another TD to propel the Packers to the victory. Rodgers went 19 for 25 and 234 and two touchdowns. And poor Justin Fields did 7-11 for 70 and one pick. Uh, like I've said all year long, Chicago's going to have a rough year. They got that victory against San Francisco, which I think was kind of a fluke in the tsunami there in Chicago. 
and it's going to be a long, long year for Bears fans. But, hey, you got a high draft pick to look forward to next year. Uh, for Green Bay and Company, they just had to knock the dust off a little bit, get things going. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon going forward. A lot of Aaron Jones out of the backfield uh, catching passes uh, is going to be the recipe for wins there in Green Bay. And hopefully this defense can t- continue to play well and get better as uh, Green Bay's had some issues defending the run. Uh, but right now we're going to get into our fantasy studs of the week here uh, on Feast Football. We'll be right back. This is the Feast Fantasy Studs of the Week. This week at quarterback, everybody, we had Lamar Jackson burn it up in a losing effort to the Dolphins, scoring 42.62 points and propelling a ton of fantasy football teams to victory. For running back, uh, running back one, Nick Chubb gave all his fantasy owners a chubby this week to the tune of three touchdowns and 32.3 fantasy points. Aaron Jones also showed why he wasn't the only Aaron worth owning in Green Bay with a 32-point uh, fantasy performance against the Bears. For wide receivers, grab those Dolphins. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle uh, score out of this world against the Ravens' tough defense in Week 2 with 42 and 40.1 points respectively. And then at tight end, Mark Andrews shows every week why he should be considered the tight end number one over Travis Kelsey with 25.7 points. And those are your Feast Football Fantasy Studs for week two of the NFL season. And we're back. Those were your fantasy studs of the week here from the Feast Football on Spinebuster Sports. Uh, we're going to get it, finish this show off before I give you my uh, power five teams and my poopy five teams of the year so far. We got a couple more games to run through. Some teams riding the struggle f- struggle bus. Uh, the Bengals lose to the Dakless Dallas Cowboys 20 to 17. The Bengals tried to make this a game late, tying it up at 17, but Cooper Rush uh drives the Cowboys down the field, gets the late field goal, wins the game. Uh Dallas's defense looked great in this one. Uh and the Bengals offensive line issues continue. Uh, I believe it was something like six sacks by Dallas. Uh, this week against the Bengals, um, the Burrow has more large yards lost from sacks this year as Najee Harris has rushing yards. And the Bengals really got to get this figured out. You know, this uh, offensive line really needs to come together, keep Burrow upright if this team's going to have uh, – continue to get chances to win games next week they have a get right game against joe flacco and the jets so hopefully they're traveling to new jersey so hopefully they can uh there'll be a team we'll be talking about next week that's writing the ship and then the colts get just straight trounced by the jacksonville jaguars down in jacksonville 24 to nothing. Jonathan Taylor only has 54 yards on the ground. Matt Ryan has three picks on 16 of 30 passing and 195 yards. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks great. 25 for 30, 235 yards, two touchdowns. 
and this Colts team, a team that we thought was going to uh, do really good things this year, took a step or went out and got a quarterback that they wanted, thought they were taking steps in the right uh, direction, and they start the year 0-1-1. Yes, that's because they tied the lowly Houston Texans last week. Uh, if Matt Ryan cannot start getting figured out and Jonathan Taylor can't start running the ball more effectively, it could be a long year for Colts fans. Of the Bengals and the Colts, the Colts are the team I'm way more worried about. The Bengals are still a young team. Uh, you know, they went from one of the worst teams in the league to one of the best teams in the league last year. So, like, it wouldn't be shocking to te- see them take a step back. The Colts, though, seem to have taken a huge step back after acquiring Matt Ryan in the offseason. And if they can't get it figured out quick, the whole coaching staff there in Indianapolis will probably be trying to find new jobs pretty quickly. And then a couple more games to finish off this week's NFL slate. The Patriots narrowly uh, beat out the Steelers 17-14 in a purely defensive battle. Uh, The Patriots hold the Steelers to just 152 yards passing and 91 yards rushing. Um, It defense was the one that got it. Uh, Steelers had uh, interception and a fumble. Uh, and Mac Jones continued to move the ball when he needed to, 21 for 35, 252 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And then we got to see Trubisky struggle against a real defense in the AFC against New England. Um, You know, this is a game after we saw week one when Pittsburgh took out Cincinnati that we thought Pittsburgh was going to be okay, and now we uh, see him take a New England team, lose to a New England team that we didn't have a ton of faith in going into this year, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they seem to be the same old New England Patriots. And then the final game of the week was the lowly Jets at the Browns. Three touchdowns from Nick Chubb couldn't bail out their defense as Joe Flacco and the Jets scored two touchdowns in the final minute, 55 seconds, to beat the Browns 31-30. Flacco threw for 307 and four touchdowns, and rookie Garrett Wilson had eight receptions for 102, yard, or 102 yards and two touchdowns. The Browns' defense looked suspect all game and couldn't hold up at the end. Great game plan by the Browns, running the hell out of the ball. Interesting to see uh, what will happen when uh, Deshaun Watson gets there, if he's half the player that he was before. This could be a very uh, dangerous Browns team in the upcoming years on the offensive side of the ball. And for the Jets, uh, not much to really say about them. They get a win here. Uh, Things will be different once Zach Wilson gets back to being healthy and is their quarterback, and then we can actually see where the Jets are going to be going from here. But Garrett Wilson looks good. Uh, Rookie wide receiver having his big come-out game. And uh, they they never say die. Flacco let him back at the end. Um, So before we wrap up this Fine feast football week two review. I'm going to give my uh, the pound cake power five teams of the week. Uh, number five, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts continues to play great. Darius Slay in this defense continues to smother good teams, continue to get wins, uh, and 
they are the team to beat in the NFC East. Number four, we have the Miami Dolphins. The offense looks so explosive. Defense has been holding up. Will it continue in the future? They got a big game this upcoming week against Buffalo. We'll get more questions answered then. At number three, I have another team from Florida. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Generally, this team would be a little bit lower on the list, but Tom Brady is the greatest player to ever play the game. This defense is playing great. There's no re- we'll see what they do next week against Green Bay if Mike Evans is out. And there's no reason why uh, they can't be challenging for an NFC championship again this year. Number two, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, one of the most, one of the best looking quarterbacks the first two weeks of the season. Uh, got that big win Thursday against the Chargers. Looks to be uh making another Super Bowl run and then the number one team still is our Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills another impressive victory against the Tennessee Titans in week two uh they continue to roll this defense continues to dominate until someone can knock them off they are the number one team in the pound cake power five and then to have a power five you have to have a poopy five so our pound cakes poopy five of the week Number five, the Tennessee Titans. You know, they uh, start out 0-2. Derrick Henry has not looked great to start out this year. And uh, the Titans' defense looked dismal Monday against Buffalo, but but every defense has looked dismal against Buffalo. Titans really need to get things figured out and get the ship steered right if they want a chance uh, to compete in a, what seems to be a wide open AFC South. Number four, the Chicago Bears, you know, got that win against the San Francisco 49ers, which I said was kind of a fluke. That's why they're uh, at number four. But the offense looked downright terrible uh, through the air against the Green Bay Packers. The running game looks okay so far, but we shall see. Number three, the Carolina Panthers, another team starting out 0-2. Baker, I said, was not the answer. Uh, I, they, it's going to be a long year there in Carolina as the rest of the NFL sees the things I've been saying about Baker since the beginning of his career. Number two, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Matt Ryan needs to get it figured out. You know, the Colts wanted to take a step up this year. They thought they were adding a better quarterback. Turns out Carson Wentz is looking great in Washington. Matt Ryan looks suspect at best in Indianapolis. Got to get some better quarterback play if you want to win games. And the number one team on Pound Cake's Poopy 5 list is the team that Matt Ryan came from, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, they almost complete the comeback against the Los Angeles Rams this week. Uh, but blow a 16-point lead against the Saints in week one. I think, like I've said, since we covered the NFC a couple weeks ago, it's going to be a long, long year for Falcons fans. And that's the Pound Cake Poopy 5, and this was Feast Football Week 2 in review. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Sorry it came out a little late this week, guys. It seems like we got the technical issues all taken care of, so everything for the rest of the week should be business as usual. Check us out Thursday with Professor Pound Cake's Pro Wrestling Show, and then get back here Friday for Feast Football Friday, the preview of Week 3 of the NFL. I'm Pound Cake. We've been sponsored by Skymint Premium Cannabis and brought to you by Spinebuster Sports. This is Feast Football. See you again next week, and thanks for joining us as always.